Hey, Domestic Don, Josh Landers in the dungeon yet again. And just right when I was getting back on track, just when I was getting all this creativity, all the juices flowing, uh, the podcast on a weekly basis, or, you know, within seven or eight days or so uh, from the previous podcast, COVID hits. COVID has hit the Landers household. It's gone now, but for a good week, uh, you know, eight, nine days, it, it was hitting heavy. Like a big, giant elephant's fucking menstruation. Uh, my wife felt sick on a Thursday night. She still uh, ponied up, pulled herself up by the bootstraps. Not all heroes wear capes. She's a teacher. So she stupidly and mistakenly went uh, to school on a Friday when she could, because she had a field trip for her second grade class. And like I said, she's a hero. She went. She was. She she went through that wall. She broke through that wall of COVID infection and and, and viral uh, uh, virality virility. I don't know. But she she went to school, right? Because she had no one else to take her place. No fucking no. Nobody wants to substitute anymore at schools. Who what what sub in their right mind is going to take a bunch of uh, second graders to the goddamn library and then I, out for ice cream cones on a Friday afternoon in the pit of fucking wine country? Who's going to be doing that? Nobody for hundred and five dollars a day. I wouldn't do that. I w- will never do that again. Hopefully, but my wife had to go to work. She felt like shit all day. Bless her heart. And she came home just dead. She came home on a Friday afternoon, dead. Didn't know she had COVID yet. She figured she did. But what the fuck is COVID? We don't know. We have these, we have these PCR tests that we ordered from the federal government or the post office where the fuck is, is distributing these. We, 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 she took it and she tested positive. That second line came up like, like a fucking flash in your pants. Like the first time she took her pregnancy test when, when, and, and she, we were, we're all hopeful. Well, not me, but I was saying, please don't. Uh, what do we do this for? I just wanted to have sex without a condom. I just wanted to have sex without a condom. Can I just do that please once in my young, stupid life? I got married too young. I, 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 I said my vows to a woman who I still love, but we're not going to have a good life. I'm, I'm not going to achieve success, not the success that you want in life. I'm sorry, but you know, I, I think you found that possibly in me or saw that in me at some point. It's like, oh, he's, he, he's hopeful. He has his head on his shoulders. You know, he, he, can, he can make it work. He's kind of a little, he's not grounded yet. You know, he's only, he's, he was only 21 when I met him. You know, we married at 25, but he'll make it work. He's going to college. I made him kind of go to college, you know, or I urged him, I pushed him to go to college, but, you know, but it was like that first time. That line came up pretty quickly on her PCR, PCT, PCP, uh, Homie the Clown, wherever the fuck it is, ICP, Insane Clown Posse, whatever it might be, it came up quickly. And I'm like, all right, she's got some variant of some kind. Then I hear, I've heard over the past months of course, or the past couple of years that these PCR tests are bullshit. They don't work. They don't even know what they're actually uh, trying to discover in your body. What virus is actually attacking you? Is it the regular flu? Is it some sort of other variant of some sick? Who knows? But she tested positive. Therefore, she can't go to work for five to seven days or until she said, until her pubes come back negative, whatever it might be. Because I think that's what you have to do. I've never taken a PCR test, but I, well, I didn't until last week. But I think you have to take, I thought you had to take like your pubes or like stick a, a, a cotton swab up your dick hole or something and then put it on a slab of paper. It's like a litmus, te- lit, lit, a litmus test or one of those stupid tests you took back in biology in high school or maybe it was physics or astronomy. I don't know what the fuck it was. But you know, the, the, the symbiosis or osmosis or uh, cummosis, whatever it might be, that the, the paper, the you know, the shit spread through the paper and it's saturated, and you write shit down. You're looking at a pair of tits across from the lab station from you, and you're wondering like, how can I lick those tits? Um, but I, I, I tested negative. The kids tested negative the entire time, which is good. I felt a little off, but then I was drinking for like four or five days, and when I found out. Uh, during my hospice care with my wife, which I took care of her, I brought her her meals. I made sure she was okay. I, I went and bought a, a, a box of, of, of soft tissues for her uh, uh, for me to beat off with later. Hopefully, she'll save some of those 72 really uh, soft lotion-filled, uh, uh, cottony, just warmth uh, uh, in a box for, for my schlong later on. But uh, um, so I took care of her, but I didn't do it in a good way, though. I'm not a, I wouldn't be a good hot one. You can't drink as a hospice worker. If someone is on their deathbed and they're just going through their last, you know, trials of life, they want to just be uh, uh, warm and calm and, and loved. 
you know, you, you, you want to make sure you have that sort of essence, I guess, as a hospice, or you should as a hospice worker. I've worked with a few, or I've kind of run into a few in my past mortuary days as a, as a worker, cremating bodies and, and, and pulling out pacemakers and shit in, in, in a very grotesque, murderous way, honestly. But uh, I, I'm not the best. One, you can't drink, I don't think. Because that person on their deathbed, if, the, if I was on my deathbed, or once I am in like six years with a failing liver, I'll still want a beer. I'll still want that last final drink. You know, shoot me with heroin, give me meth, have a, 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 a some uh, syphilitic whore come in and just suck me off as, as much as she wants. Because what, what does it matter anymore? You're dying. So I can't just be sitting there with my boozy fucking booze bag breath, sitting over a dying person, you know, a, a, a shell of who they once were, and, and their loved ones are in the next room watching Family Ties. And you're just sitting there and you're breathing your fucking, your, your cheap beer breath, your, your, your Coors uh, original uh, bottled breath, just and just breathing it on. They don't, they'd be like, God damn it, just kill me now. Just pull the plug, pull the plug. I'm not, and then they'll look at my teeth and they're like, do you ever shave? Your mustache is horrible. Your beard is horrible. You're ugly. Your eyes are yellower than mine, even though I'm dying of fucking uh, lupus. Or whatever they're dying, what makes your eyes yellow? Jaundice? Do you die? Do you die of jaundice? Um, you know, I'm, I look. I have more veins on my broken veins on my face than they do, even though they're like 97. They lived through like World War II. They killed Nazis, but I look worse than them. Like, just kill me. Just kill. You should die. You should be in this fucking bed right now. I should be the hospice care for you. So, I, I, one, you can't drink, and I think you have to have a little bit more empathy or sympathy. And one thing I don't have is sympathy for the sick. It's not really the sick. I, I think I have sympathy and empathy for that. I don't have sympathy for anybody who lays in bed too long. And that's a me problem. When I, I can count on one hand the, the times I've probably been laid up in bed since I was a child. I, even when I was a child and got sick or injured, I don't think I stayed down for long. If I ever have a sickness that has to put me out for like two, three, or more days, I won't do well with it. I, won't, I would have to get up. I'd have to move around, even if it's at the, the disadvantage of my body. Even if it, it, it hurts me to, to move in such ways, I will still do it because I'm a moron. I, I have one of those brains that just doesn't let me lay down. I, I am envious. I make fun of fat people a lot, and I make fun of people who are lazy, even if they're not fat, but they have fat mentality. I think I've mentioned that many times on this horrible podcast. But the idea of, of just being able to lay around, yes, I mock you. I make fun of you. I think you're, you're, you're horrible human beings. I don't think you deserve a lot in life in terms of, of, of uh, love and, and, and hope. But I, I do envy you because I wish I could do it. Um, but again, my, I brought my wife her meals in my regular, beautiful, domestic uh, life that I, I, I plan our meals. I, I, I take time in the prep and the preparation of these said dinners and lunches and breakfasts. I don't really make breakfast as much. That's her job. But not on these days. It wasn't not on her COVID filled days. And again, I'm, she, she was sick. So I'm not going to say, oh, COVID's not real, but I don't know if it was COVID, but I know sickness is real. People get sick. I've been around dead people. I worked at a fucking mortuary for 10 months. I know people die of sickness from nine years old, from a fucking infant that I held in my arms at one point that made me quit the job, all the way to, like I said, that 97-year-old World War II veteran who just is dying for a syphilitic, heroin-filled uh, whore, male, female, trans, whatever it might be, just to come and give him one last hope for his, his deflated schlong. No matter what he went through in life, that's all he wanted. He just wanted one more tickle on his pickle. All right? Um, but yeah, I, I, I wish I had that gene, but she was sick. So I, I took care of her as much as I could. But then on the, by the third day, the fourth day, this, I had the kids, of course, all in the row on Memorial Day weekend, which I've had before. It's happened. But it's just more stress, I guess. Maybe I'm being a pussy. Am I being a pussy? I think I am. But it's a little bit more stress to just have to take care of not just two kids or at least uh, take care of one nine-year-old child and, and yell at the other 16-year-old to get off his fucking phone and go outside and get some goddamn exercise and, and, and get some uh, uh, activity in your life. Uh, uh, look for something. Look for something you want to do in life, child. You know, instead of doing that all day long and just having that yelling back and forth, that father-son relationship of hate and, and, and uh, uh, torture and whatever, pride, uh, misguided uh, um, emotions, whatever it might, it might be, uh, under, uh, you know, I guess, hidden, 
hidden hate, what did I already say, hidden hate, whatever it might be, uh, that a father and son have in their lives, the budding heads, it's, a, it's an alpha male syndrome to a certain extent. But while I'm doing that and taking care of my daughter, and then I also have to take care of a sick, a sick woman, right? I'm not saying it's better than having a sick man, I don't know. I don't know. But even when I am sick, I don't like to be taken care of, but I know other people do. So I did as best as I could. But it, it wasn't without uh, a bitterness. It wasn't without frustration. It wasn't without me going into the garage and sucking down a beer just to sort of live through the day. All right? And what does that say about me? It doesn't matter what it says about me. I still did the job. I'm still a functioning person. All right? But um, by day three or four, like I said, I, just, I said to her, blankly, you need to get outside. Can you get outside? You need to go out. You need some vitamin D. I'm a big proponent of sitting outside in the sun. And I do that quite a bit just to think, to meditate, to ruminate, whatever it might be. I just try to go out as much as I can, even when I'm, it feels good to sort of sweat it out of your body a little bit. Go feel like you're part of something. Like when I had my first or second COVID shot, I was out of it the next day. And I tried to get up. I vacuumed the car because we have guests coming. My wife is going to go pick up her relatives in, in, at the airport. So I was vacuuming out the car, eight in the morning, pounding headache, felt like shit. I was probably hung over as well after the shot. So I kind of had a mix. It was a, it was a, it was a me problem. I, I, I self-induce my sickness most of the time. I'm, I'm usually not like sick from a flu or, or a cold. A head, I'm usually sick from fucking way too much boot. It's a hangover. And I think what, I, what hangovers do in my mind, what alcohol has done is gotten me ready, has prepared me for COVID in all of its forms. And, and, and I'm not saying it, it, I, I'm going to be good at it, but I think it's prepared me to feel like shit. All right. And then some people just aren't used to it. My wife is healthy. She doesn't get sick that often, and when she does, I think it hits her a little harder. All right, but that's what happened. That was our week. And then uh, just get outside, get up. You know, like I, I, was, I, was, I was trying to think. You went to school on a Friday. That was stupid. You shouldn't have done that. What the fuck are you going? Why just call in sick? Who gives a shit if you have a sub? Who cares if the kids don't get a fucking scoop of ice cream? They have dessert every night, don't they? Do you remember having dessert every fucking night when you're a kid? Why do kids these days have dessert every fucking day? Or if they don't get it, they ask for it. They complain about it. Why does that happen? Do, do, do you ever think, who cares about, they're not your kids. They're just stay fucking home. I told her that. I tried to, but she wouldn't listen. She wouldn't listen because she's a hero. All right? She's a teacher who makes decent enough amount of money, but not enough. Not enough in this fucking pretentious hole that we live in. In California, not nearly enough. She might think she does. She might think the children will remember her when they're older, but now they're what, nine, eight years old? They're not going to remember her. They won't remember that fucking ice cream. They remember that trip in the 92 degree wine or smashed grape smelling air that they walked to go to the stupid pretentious library. They, don't, they won't remember shit. They don't, we won't even remember your name. I remember my, my kindergarten uh, teacher's name, Mrs. Code. I kind of have a vision in my head what she, what she looked like. Do I remember what she taught me? No. Do I remember if she fondled me? No. They just won't remember. Why don't teachers get this through their thick skulls that these kids, it, 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 your, light, your, your job doesn't matter that fucking much. Stay home if you have COVID. I, I remember I had a boss years ago at some shitty job, one of my many shitty jobs. I sneezed. I sounded a little congested. He, he told me, go home the fuck are you doing here? I don't want to get sick. That's a good boss. So what I was trying to do to my wife, I was trying to be a good husband by telling her, but she didn't listen. Alas, women don't listen. And teachers in particular, male or female, or whatever you associate with, whatever you gender yourself, they don't listen. They don't care. They think they're higher up than they are. They think their job is more important. I don't know. Where's this guy? I don't even know what I'm talking about. But that, that, hit, that hit the Landers family. COVID hit the Landers family hard. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly where it came from, how she got it, but I think nine of her kids were out. So what the fuck? They're just, it's a disease factory. We're all going to get it. We've all had it. All right? We've all had it. And of course, I took a PCR test at one point. I wanted to get back to the gym. I took uh, the longest stretch I've ever had of not working out. I think it was seven days because I was taking care of her. I was out of it. I was drinking too much. I was taking care of the kids, blah, 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 all this shit going on. So I didn't go to the gym. I wasn't taking care of myself. And that's what I should have been thinking about as a hospice worker. Take care of yourself first so you think you can take care of them. You can give them what they need to transition into the next step of life, which is nothingness, which is death, which is blackness and darkness and nothing. All right? A celestial blackness, a pall, if you will. Nothing is coming after this life. 
So it doesn't matter what you do in it. Be a good person? Sure. If you want, that's fine. Do drugs, alcohol? Sure. Don't. It doesn't fucking matter. None of it's going to matter when the darkness hits. Nothing is going to matter when the blanket of, of non-existence happens. All right? Um, what else? Oh, so what I've really found important, what I've found, well, I've, I think I've known this for a while now. And I was kind of, I was writing something on it this morning. You know, usually I was writing in my, in, in my, fuck, on my phone, some notes, what I might be taking if I ever fucking try a, a stand-up comedy set, if I ever get the balls to do it. Because you just YOLO. You only live once, right? I just saw a, a FMO. What does that mean? FOMO? What is FMO? FMO. Fun matters only? It's something where you miss out on shit. I don't have that that much. Is it FMO? TMO? Ario Speedwag? I don't know. Whatever it is. But uh, I have, uh, I definitely YOLO. YOLO. I got to do it. I have to do it. But I was writing notes. I write notes every morning or I wake up in the middle of the night and jot shit down. And I have another pretentious notebook. I have another pretentious notebook. I found one. I think the last podcast I was telling you guys, my five listeners, the people who don't listen anymore, my two Patreon members. Thank you. I have like $47 in there. Thanks. That'll do a lot. But uh, um, I have another pretentious notebook. The other one got filled up. And I have another. I have a bunch of notebooks in my, in my office. And I'm trying to record this today on a video. So it might sound a little bit different. I might sound a little peppier. Uh, I prepared for this a little bit more. Maybe it sounds shittier. I don't know. But I have one of those uh, speckled black and white composition cunt books. That's what I call them. They're all like writerly cunt books. Um, But I have one. I have found a lot of pages in here, blank pages, whatever. I'm using it. But what I was writing down on my phone this morning, outside of my transgender joke and, you know, my wife wanted to have a gender reveal party, but it was for her, whatever. Uh, Talked about her nipples and her pussy, whatever. That's all joke. It's all making fun. It's all non-reality. All right? It's all fake. It's all fiction. I'm a fiction writer by nature. I'm just trying to, like, do this as fiction. So instead of writing and failing with novels and short stories, I'm trying to fail by talking into a microphone by myself in my fucking uh, overly mortgaged house. That we'll probably have to take a fucking second mortgage on to even try to survive in California for $6.47 for a gallon of gas. We're going to have to refinance just to fucking go four miles so I can buy more booze and kill myself. All right? Um, but another uh, thing I was thinking about is, is, is just garages. And now that we're trying to move to Spain, is it going to happen? I don't know. We're still every single week, it seems like just another hitch another hit, another jab, whatever, what have you. You know, my wife's visa is taking fucking forever. And if she doesn't have a visa, a work visa, when we go over there, even though she has a job, if she doesn't have a visa, we can't rent a house. We can't get anything to live in. So it's all a fucking debacle. We don't know. Shit is blowing up in our face, but we're keeping hope, as much hope as we possibly can. New Hope, Star Wars, Luke Skywalker Hope, whatever it fucking might be. But now it seems like the Death Star. If you like Star, Star Wars, I think I mentioned you're a loser. All right? Just whatever. That's a whole other tangent I'll get on, possibly. But... I wrote something down about garages, and what we have to do is I'm looking at all the shit we have to pack. I'm kind of like already micromanaging, and all right, we can get rid of this. We have to take that to the dump. I have to find a fucking dumpster somewhere so I I don't have to pay $100 to dump a bunch of shit. So if I can find some dumpster behind a Target or a Trader Joe's or a fucking buy a school, just some dumpster that nobody's watching, for whatever reason, they don't want you to dump shit, even though it's a fucking dumpster. I found empty dumpsters before, like surveilled. They have surveillance cameras on fucking empty dumpsters. I'm sure it costs the company, whoever rents that dumpster, to uh, the, it costs them and people just come and dump them. And I've seen dirt, dirt bags just throw piles of shit on the side of the road. Couches, old bikes, just a pillow. What is, just a bunch of heap of crap just on the side of the road. Or maybe it's some a new homeless encampment. Whatever it might be. I might just go donate a couch and donate a fucking broken chair that we've had in our garage for way too long. I might just throw it on the side of the road because a, a homeless man, which we have many of them, and women, they could just make, make that re- their residency. And the cops won't give a shit. But if I, if I get caught dumping that said couch and I'm doing it for the better of humanity of the homeless crisis in this homelessness crisis in this uh, uh, state and country. I'm doing it for the better of that. I will get arrested or fined for dumping, illegally dumping. All right, they're illegally dumping. We have fucking cardboard palaces. We have uh, fucking plywood palaces. The the goddamn, uh, what do they call them? The fucking square pallet palaces. PPs, P squared. We have pallet palaces on regular strips of roadway in front of fucking Costco shopping centers in this state and country probably, but mostly in the state. That's where I live. It's fucked up. All right, but uh, that will get fined for dump. But I'm trying to. I'm looking around. 
I'm looking around, I'm looking everywhere. Like, what, what do we get rid of? What do I have to put in storage? What shit is my wife going to want to keep that I've been fucking trudging with and moving with over the last 20 years? Possibly. There's still shit in our garage. She still has like fucking papers. And I, I'm guilty of this too. I keep some old like stories I've wrote, written. But I remember at one point I just purged a bunch of shit. I'm like, I'm a fucking loser. These stories suck. Why am I keeping old like uh, old manuscripts that I wrote from fucking college that douchebag, douchebag fucking horrible writers that probably don't write anymore. These just fucking pretentious cunts that I didn't really like back then. I didn't really even appreciate one their writing. They had no talent. But I, I didn't give, give a shit about their fucking criticism or their comments. Oh, I don't think the character should do that. What? How does this plot in the character? How do you resolve this issue? Why is there a shotgun here, Joe? Why are you so violent? Why are you so violent? You could be a good writer if you just didn't resort to violence. Why does there always have to be violence in your stuff, Josh? Why? Are you, do, you need, do you need help? Do you need camp? Your story is really good, but I'm not going to admit to it because it's too violent. Um, I just threw that shit out. All right? I had a purge, like I said. Uh, but my wife has not. When I go through the garage, which I've done many times in many different houses that we lived in, and the garage is a sort of metaphysical space that I'm saying. It's a metaphor of life. All right. So when I say garage, it's not the garage I have now. It's the garages I've had in my existence. And the garage, in my mind, is a special place for a man. It's not really a woman's place. I think it's specifically designed for a man for whatever reason. Not saying women don't like garages or use them for its purpose, but it's, 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 it's a sanctuary to a certain extent for men. And it is for me. It always has been. I don't know why. I want to get as far away from the house as I possibly can. If I had a detached garage, that would make my dick hard. I would have a hard dick all the time if I said I'm going to the garage and it was like 20 paces away from the house and my responsibilities, my children and my wife that I chose, supposedly, to have, right? If I was able to just walk to another place, it's almost like having your own fucking bachelor pad. But of course, I will never have that. I may have a detached garage, but I'm never going to have it be my garage because it's our garage, all right? The, it's, it's part of our family's garage. It's, it's all of theirs. It can't just be mine. And no matter how many times I've done a sort of a spring cleaning, quote unquote, spring cleaning, it never stays. It's like a shower, which I think is a brilliant statement in, in Seinfeld. I think George Casanza, what, him and Jerry were doing something and George just took a shower and then Jerry questioned him. I thought he just took a shower and he said, oh, it didn't take. Have you ever taken a shower that didn't take? I love that idea because I've, take, I've taken showers before and then I have to rush to go somewhere and I'm, I'm sweating two minutes, five minutes after the fucking shower. That shower didn't take. I don't smell clean. I, my fucking armpits already smell like rotten sauerkraut. My balls are already swampy as fucking, uh, uh, fucking Adrian Bardot's big tits in the fucking swamp thing in the 1980s film. I think that's what her name was, Bridget Bardot. I don't know, big tits. No, Adrian Barbo. Adrian Barber. It was a football player. What the fuck was her name? Curly-haired. Like, not that good-looking, big cans, just gigantic fucking veiny flesh, VFBs, veiny flesh bags. I'm getting hard right now just thinking about it. But uh, the shower didn't take. But the, my, my, the, the garage never took. When I clean it, I'm like, oh, my God, I have, like, a space. I put a desk out there. I swept, right? I put a little carpet under my desk. I have a new, I have a chair. Not new. This is all fucking thrift store shit because I'm a loser. But I had a space. I had a square a perpendicular area, whatever it might be. It might be only like four by four, five by five. I don't, even, I, I don't even know what the fuck that means. I don't even know how big that is. But like a four by 10 space, I can't even fathom, like can't even visualize in my mind how big that is. But I had a space, I had something. And yeah, there's shit all around it. The shelves are full. It's dusty. There's That's where my dungeon's at. That's where, my, that's where I'm going to have to go. It's almost fucking summertime. The kids are almost home. Summer is the worst time ever for a parent. And it's the worst time ever for someone who's married to a hero, the, the fucking capeless teacher, the fruitless teacher, the thankless teacher, the fucking sexless teacher, the, the freak in the bedroom teacher, if you probably, maybe, no, maybe not, I don't know. That's a librarian, isn't it? Isn't that the fantasy? You have a librarian, she has glasses, she kind of looks nerdy, like a, a fucking the 10 things I hate about you, nerdy, like the 90s film nerdy, just put glasses on a hot fucking beaver, and, and until she, pulls it, she pulls off the glasses, she undoes her high ponytail, and just shakes it all out, and just 
and she's all hot and her lips are all moist and her titties are bouncing or pussies dripping. You know, it's all that, you know, that's what, a, that's a librarian. Is it a teacher? I guess teachers are like that too. I don't know. Um, if you're married to a teacher, are they kinky in bed? I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, but I'm married to a teacher. All right. So if you're married to a teacher and you have kids and then summer rolls around and you happen to work at home, you're not one of those blessed men who goes to work like eight, nine or eight, eight to five. You're not, you're not a blue collar or, or maybe a white collar. Maybe white collar men get it easier because they fucking can go to the office all day long. They could just like sit in the office and get blowjobs from their secret- secretary. They have like a secret button like Matt Lauer on the Today Show and they can just push that button underneath their desk and go and just lock that door. It just goes like a little whoop. And they just push that button and it locks the door while the secretary is in there dropping off a memo. If they, do they have memos anymore? But whatever it might be. And he's like, suck my dick, bitch. And she's like, oh no, Mr. Lauer, suck my dick. Don't you know I'm a game show, a game show. I'm a Today Show host. Everybody loves me. I'm kind of like the dad of the morning. People look up to me. They want me. Al Roker, he's a fat black man getting skinny, but he's still fat. Still got that fat mentality. I'm Matt Lauer, bitch. And she's like, oh, Mr. Lauer. And then she clicks the door and she hears that, she hears that whoosh of the lock. And she goes, ah. And she undoes, she takes off her barrette and she has a high collared blouse and she just rips it off. All the buttons or pearl buttons are flying before she gets a pearl necklace from Mr. Matt Lauer of the Today Show. Does he have an island? Does he live on an island somewhere? What happened to that guy? But anyways, uh, what was I talking about? Garage. Whatever it was. But yeah, I, 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 I don't have space is what it gets down to. I don't have space in the garage. I wish I did. All right. And I'm trying to. But I don't think women want you to have space. That's what it, I, I like visualize garage. And my wife one time when I said, oh, look at this garage. It's a big garage. And I get excited. My eyes light up. You know, I, I open them wide. And I'm like, yeah, they're yellow. And then I just like, you know, my, my, I smile for once in my life. I smile. And then I, I don't want to look in the mirror. But I can feel my, the, the crinkles of my, the edges of my mouth just like rise. And then I'm like, oh, shut it, shut it, shut the mouth. Shut the trap, Josh. Shut the trap. Nobody wants to see that. That's, I have this like... Uh, mechanism in my brain whenever my mouth wants to open either mouth breathing or taking a bite into a bologna sandwich that i can't fucking chew correctly i just like i just clamp down just just straw mouth joss straw mouth don't open that fucking mouth wider than a straw or a pencil dick can go in all right just fucking close it clamp it clamp it asshole tight josh asshole tight and then uh uh, but she said something why do you get so excited about garages and i'm like you don't fucking she doesn't get it women don't get it it's not just her Bless her heart. Bless her COVID-y heart, uh, which didn't explode. That's a myth. I thought COVID would, like, I was waiting for her heart to explode. I just wanted, like, I sat there as a hospice worker, breathing my fucking uh, Taco Bell and Budweiser breath on her. and just like, is your heart exploding? She's like, no. She just had the sniffles. Uh, and bad sniffles, mind you, but just sniffles. Congestion. You know, a little, little malaise. She was just malazed. Uh, Malaysian. Um, is that a word? No. Uh, uh, what is a Malaysian? Are they Malaysians? Or the Malaysians? Malaysians. Um, but the, the garage, yeah, she didn't get it. Why do you, why do you get so, so excited about garage? I'm like, I don't know. And then every time, I, it's, it's in my genes, all right? I'm, I'm, a, I'm masculine. Is that, is that a bad thing? And it's not this garage that you might be assuming. I'm not like a car guy. I'm not a, I'm not a gearhead. You know, I'm not putting a new tranny in my, my fucking IROC Z. I'm not tranny, like a transmission. Not a fucking, not, not a gender person in Dallas dancing for kids and getting dollar bills from eight-year-olds. Five-year-olds, whatever it was in Dallas. I'm not. What the, what the fuck was that about? I'm not mad. I'm not upset. That, did you guys hear about this? That the Dallas uh, drag queen show that they invited children to. And I'm not upset that children went to the show. It doesn't matter to me. My my wife took our kids to the Pride Parade, which is just happened over the weekend in the shitty town that we live in. But they, they took us. I don't care. I'm not going to go to a pride parade, but if I walk through one, I'm not going to be all, I don't, I don't care. I don't care if people are gay or trans. It doesn't matter to me. But it's a little odd when you're inviting children to come to a morning drag show and you're kind of uh, assuming it's for a good thing to show that people can be open. Sure. Show that people are different, okay, and it's it's brave and, and it's okay to see that pe- men dress like women, women dress like men, men like to sleep with women, kiss men, or whatever it might be, or men like to sleep with other men, kiss other. There's relationship, whatever. That's fine. I don't mind that at all. But we can do it in a, a little bit more of a tactful way. Would you guys agree? I don't think I'm gonna whisk my children, even though they're older and can have. But if I had like a four year old, and I'm gonna take my four year old 
when they're a little confused about life in general and they might not they might not fully know exactly what boy and girl even means yet because they don't at four years old they fucking don't but then you're gonna like wait wait this four-year-old is gonna be looking at this drag queen and you're on a fucking runway you're on a run it's like a strip club you're basically at a strip club and i saw pictures of it i saw some videos and of course you got the right wing uh, retards getting all fucking up in arms then you got the left wing retards of, uh, you know with rainbow flags even if they don't fucking they're still maybe in the closet or they're still bigots who who knows what they're beating their wives at home i don't know what they're fucking doing uh but it, we have these idiots on both the polar extremes on both sides they're, oh fuck you you're, pe- you're all pedophiles and the other people go oh, fuck you you're all bigots oh fuck, pedophile bigot pedophile bigot pedophile bigot yeah 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 pedophile big and they start fucking and they start kissing and you see some lesbian and she sees a guy with like a naughty uh, like a not big naughty tattoo on his chest and he's chiseled and he works out and he provides for his family and she's like oh my beating heart uh is it bleeding or beating heart and she goes oh and her juices start flowing she's never been with a man but she sees this like weird ripped nazi you know he still has hair he's not one of these not like the neo skinhead nazis but he, he looks like he's you know he's built and she could, see, she, could, she could see, like, the outline of his cock because for some reason he has tight pants. I don't know why Nazis would wear tight pants. Well, I guess they do. But Nazis are allowed to wear anything. But, you know, then she's like, oh. And she looks to her next to her. She has her girlfriend next to her who's out of shape. She's lazy. She doesn't cook anymore. She doesn't even eat her out anymore. She just like, she gives her a little finger play sometimes and falls asleep and she snores. She has sleep apnea and she's just, ugh, she's, she has vein, weird veins all over the place. She just doesn't take care of herself. And then, you know, this, this other lesbian, she's trying to take care of herself. She's trying, she's really trying. And then, and then she's just, oh, Nazi, am I attracted to a Nazi? That's a good movie. I just made a movie. I just made a movie in my head. Um, but I don't get whatever. But the thing that bothered me about the fucking I'll get to the garage in a second, all right? I'm just out, out, outpouring emotion here. But what I'm it's it's the thing that was disturbing is that the kids, these four year olds, like I said, they're confused. They're probably like, What? What? And then their stupid fucking parents are the ones that took them here. They have no choice in the matter. The kid's not gonna be like, Oh mom, can we go here? And then they're not gonna be like, What about the they're not looking at their parent going, What the fuck am I doing here? What the fuck did you take me to, Alice? You know, they're, they're not talking to, they don't do that. They're four years old. And most of the people that took these four-year-olds there are fucking women. Not to say anything. I'm sure the men are still, so what, what dynamic are we in? So the stay-at-home moms in fucking Dallas, most likely, fucking Dallas buyers, wife's clubs, whatever you fucking want to call it. They're taking these kids, to, their kids to the, the, the drag show on a Thursday at 10 a.m.? Whatever it was, might have been the weekend. I don't fucking know, but it's Pride Month. Fine, be prideful, I don't care. But whenever you have to be so prideful about something, that means you're missing out on the pride. Pride should be in here. Pride should be inside, shouldn't it? Pride should be like, I don't have to show my pride. I'm pride. I'm, I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud of who I am. You don't have to go. This goes on every side, every extreme. You don't need to go wave your flags all over the place. Sure, you've been kind of misfortune probably with, with, in life. You know, it's hard, it was hard for you as a, as a gay person to come out to your parents in particular, or maybe if you live in like Laramie, Wyoming, with that tragedy, that was it Laramie, and somewhere in Wyoming, yeah, it's fucking difficult, I get it, I get it, but it doesn't mean we have to have this big fucking fantastic, for anything, if you're racist, we don't need a fucking parade for it, I'm tired of parades, I'm tired of all, par- I hate fucking like light parades during Christmas, what the fuck do we need a fire truck going down the goddamn street when they should be fighting fires in this fucking decrepit, dry, drought-laden land? Why are they going down Main Street with fucking uh, a string of Christmas lights, shittily placed, and a fucking fat fake Santa going, ooh? What do we, and people go, woo! Why do we need that? Oh, they're heroes, I forgot. They're fucking heroes. But why do we need a parade of any kind? I don't want a light parade. I don't want a fucking Nazi parade. I don't want to gape. Go do it. I'm not going to attend it, all right? Just, I don't give a shit. I just don't. But the thing that irked me when I saw these little kids handing dollar bills, dollar bills to the fucking queens. Dollar, I don't care if they're drag or not. If, you took, if, the kids, if the parents took their kids to a strip club, a regular straight strip club, I would have the same. What the fuck is a four-year-old going to a strip club for? I don't care if it's a man dressed as a woman. I don't care if it's a man, woman dressed as a man. I don't care if it's a woman with her titties out, her natural, fantastic titties. Maybe I would take my kid. I would be that dirtbag who brings my daughter when she was a baby or my son when he was a baby to a bar. I would be that dirtbag. I never took him to an actual bar, but they went to plenty of places where boozing was happening. My son, especially, I was in grad school when he was a baby. I took him to many places. He was in a high chair while I'm, while I'm sucking down fucking dollar shiner box in Arkansas. Yeah, he was there. He was there slapping the table. I'm giving him fuck throwing oyster crackers at his face. Yeah, he was there. And I was sitting with my friends after class. 
you know, just shooting the shit. He was there, but I wasn't one of those guys swinging a fucking car seat and putting it on the goddamn bar and be like, hey, Charlie, what do you want, Mr. Lander? Josh, why would they call me Mr. Lander? What do you want, fucking broken vein 27-year-old nose man? Oh, give me a whiskey. I wasn't one of those guys. But would I whisk my children to a strip club? No. That's what this kind of turned into. And they gave the kids dollar bills to stick in the G-strings of the queens dancing on stage. I kind of have a problem with that. And if you're a parent and you don't have a problem with that, it's a little strange. It's a little odd. I think this is your thing. You wanted to go to that fucking Queen show. And you, you, were, you had kids. You don't have a nanny. You're like pseudo rich. You're almost there. You live in the Dallas suburbs. Your, your husband is kind of a blue or white collar guy who made it to a certain extent. Or maybe he started as blue collar, but he rose up the ranks. And now he's going towards what? You have a nice suburban house or decent. It, looks, it has, a, it has a, 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 a good floor plan. It has a low maintenance yard in these in these trialing in these trying times of water conservation, but you're, it's not perfect. But you're getting there. You're getting there. It has fake grass in the backyard as I do, right? Which is I don't know if that good is that good or bad. Are we the good ones here, or is that just more fucking fake plastic polyester, whatever it might some some hybrid of of plastic sheeting and rubber, whatever the fuck it is, some Vietnam uh, fucking plantation has died for my uh, 40-foot stretch of, of, of fake grass, whatever it is. But, you're, you're, but you're, you, just, you had no care for your children, so you're like, it's something to do. My other, na- my other fucking stay-at-home moms are going, I'm going too. So it's for you. These, okay. But the thing that bothered me, one, sticking dollar bills in, 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 in crotches of men dresses women, or whatever. If there's a, like I said, if there's a bouncing titted fucking whore in Oklahoma on stage and, and, and she's had a bad life, right? She's on meth. She's trying to kick it. She's trying to get clean. You can see the needle marks. She was on heroin for a while. And she thought meth was going to be a little bit clean. Anyways, she has, she has bruises on her knees. You know, she kind of, she's a little too pale. Uh, but and if you're even sticking a, letting your child stick a dollar in that infested G-string that hasn't been washed since 2002, and it's been in her locker, crumpled, and because she's like secretly 47 years old, but you, you know she tries to still look like a 22. But when, when she gets close, you can see it in the eyes. You can see her age in the eyes, and the desperation, and and, and and the sadness, and the sadness in her eyes. And you let your little four-year-old here. You go, Jacob, to put that dollar in that whatever it is. That's I think that's wrong. Is this me becoming this old conservative, Josh? I don't know. But the worst thing I saw on that, in, the, in that trial, how, how the fuck did I get on this? I was talking about the garage. I'll get back to the garage. But it's not going to lick itself. Th- that's what the sign, a big neon sign at the back of the runway, the catwalk, whatever you want to call it, where the queens are dancing, the kids are sticking dollar bills and shit, and some of the kids look confused. They had to block out their faces in the pictures because they're children. That's when you know you're doing something wrong if you take your child somewhere and they have to block out their faces. There's no consent. You have, to be, you have to give consent as a parent for your child to get their picture taken, for someone to take a picture of your child. And they're, they're blacked out. That's what's sad. It's like they're witnesses. It's some fucking trial of some murder that happened between a, man, a husband and wife in, in suburban Atlanta, whatever. I don't know. But they're black, and it's, you see the doll. But in the background, there's a fucking neon pink sign that says, it's not going to lick itself. Not even proper English, but it's not going to lick itself. What the fuck does that mean? All right, just take, just go with that. Swallow it. And will not or not. Uh, swallow, whatever. Take, try to swallow. Analyze it. Analyze that shit. Cause I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't know. But going back to the fucking uh, uh, garage. All right. This is like the suburban woes that I'm at. So the garage. All my wife's shit is out there, and a lot of my shit. But whatever. It's like it's like the nexus. It's a, it's a magnet for whatever we don't want in the house or whatever we, we for some reason can't throw away, don't want to throw away. It's too difficult. It's too big to fit in the recycling, fucking blue recycling can. Or it might be too expensive to take to the dump, right? Whatever, go, whatever we get, whatever we hoard, whatever we consume but that we don't want to consume or use anymore, we throw into the garage for some reason. And I tell, I've told my wife a thousand times in a, in, a, in, in, in a handful of garages, can you keep, can we just throw this shit away? Can we just put it elsewhere? Throw it in the fucking backyard. That's what backyards are for. But I like backyards too. It's like my sanctuary is a garage into the back. If I just had a garage and a backyard and no house, I would be fine. I'd be happy. I would live in a tent or I'd make my garage into a house. Because the garages we have now, we have now is huge. It's bigger than our rooms. Why can't we convert it and half of it? 
But that takes money and time, Josh. Um, but it's just all the shit just happens to go in there. And now that we're trying to move to Spain, it's just more and more and more shit. And I don't get it. I just, I will never get it why women don't understand that this is my little place. You know, I always dream, and I, when I have to walk the dog, and I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of staring into people's garages if they happen to have it open, and I see these clean garages. And I don't think garages are for cars. Fuck parking your car in there. Be a fucking, be a man. Park your car outside. Who gives a shit? It's a fucking car. So, but the, the car, sometimes the car's in the garage. I'm like, it's a waste. It's a waste, motherfucker. What are you doing with your fucking car in the garage? That's a room. That's your sanctuary. That's your fucking manhood. That is your cock and balls. It's a representation of your cock and balls. You're a shriveled, shriveled man letting your fucking, your goddamn lesbian Subaru park in there. Or maybe it's not, it's a fucking leaf. Oh, even fucking worse. It's a fucking Nissan Leaf. Is that Nissan? I don't know. Or a fucking, it's a new Kia that's looking better than it should be. Why is a Kia look, why is a Hyundai looking good now? Well, they're still shitty. And you're, you're wasting space. All that fucking space. That smell of the concrete. Of the, of the, of the un, uh, uh, what do you call it? When the walls aren't painted. Unfurnished, unfinished, unfinished walls. Look at it. It's beautiful. So what are you ruining it with a fucking vehicle? You're ru- but I, sometimes I see no vehicle in there. And I, I just see like a TV hung up on a wall. I see the bikes. They, you know, three or four bikes. They're family people too. But somehow they're able to get like hooks for the bikes in the garage. All their shit are stacked in like see-through plastic containers and all ordered on these shelvings around the perimeter of the garage. And the whole entire garage is just open. Sometimes they have like workout equipment in there, punching bags. You know, it's just, it's beautiful. Beautiful. It's a, this guy down the street from me, he turned in, he's a fucking, it's probably a single guy. I've never, and sometimes I walk by the garage, he has other dudes in there. They're watching, they have a fucking goddamn flat screen, big TV on the wall. And they're watching sports. They have table shit set up. They're drinking beer. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta go talk to that guy. I'm gonna suck him off. I I need some some guidance here. I need some guidance of how to get my garage back. And now I go out there. It's a fucking disaster. I cry. I cry. You know how many fucking paper mache shit we have out there? And that was a joke that I wrote this morning. Like, how many fucking paper mache volcanoes do I have to move in my life to be able to have my own space in a garage? How many broken ping pong tables have we had? The ping pong table we have in right there right now, we bought a few, three or four years ago for my son's birthday. We don't fucking use, we don't use it anymore. I like ping pong, but we don't even have a space in the garage to set up the said ping pong table. We have broken down bikes. Yeah, that's me. I gotta, I gotta bring those. We have my, my beautiful drum set. Not beautiful, it's a piece of shit. But my Mapex drum set from when I was a douchebag 14-year-old trying to play drums and not like... How the fuck do you do this? What the fucking high hat? I had no clue what I'm doing back then. But I haven't played that in months because it's surrounded by shit now. There's like towels drying on it from fucking 1942. You know, I, and sometimes I just throw shit out there out of frustration. I don't know where the fuck I'm going to put. And I try to be orderly all the time. And this is, again, this is not me. This is on my wife. This is on women. All right? I, the men try to keep their shit orderly. I, 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 like I said, I visualize. I want like that, that particle board or whatever the fuck you call it with the holes in it. I want my tools up there. You know, the, there's an outline of where the axe goes, where you're going to murder your family later with. And then, you know, the, you have, you have the, the outline of the, the crescent wrench. You know, you have all the outline. You know where shit goes. And now it's all gone. It's just, I don't have any of that. I tried. I really, really absolutely tried. But now it's just, I'm just going to, I want just a bulldozer to come. I just want to get a bulldozer and just sweep everything out of the garage. And I probably won't get sad about any of it. Yeah, I'll miss some things here and then. Like, oh, I wonder what happened. No, no, but camping gear, bikes, drum set, desk. That's it. That's all I want in my garage. I want it to be, I want a nice, a nice carpet in the middle. Maybe, maybe a chair of some, a cozy chair. I don't need it. I don't even need a TV. I don't want the TV. But I want, I want, I want a place. I want a studio. You know, if I had a studio, if it wasn't a dungeon, and now I'm not recording this if, if I'm able to fucking upload this goddamn video on YouTube, which I probably won't, and you probably won't even fucking, I'm probably doing it wrong, but I'm in my, I'm in my stupid living room. Right? There's a TV behind me, there's shit, whatever it is. It's a shitty house for fucking too much money. That's an okay house. But it's, 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 I don't like the money. Every time a fucking mortgage comes, I, cry, I, I, I don't cry, I beat off, then, 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 then I get mad. I punch the wall. Okay, here we go. I punch the wall, I beat off, then I cry. That's, that's the triumvirate, right? That's the, that's the Holy Ghost. The trilogy? Trinity, Trinity. That's what I do. Punch a wall, beat off, cry. All right? That's what I do. And that's what I do in the garage. Every time I see stacks of books that I don't know where they came from, 
my wife is clearing out her, her class right now for the end of the year, and there's just stacks of shit. I'm like, is this, what do we have to, oh, we have to pack this. We have to pack this? I need a whole fucking new, I need a whole new storage room. And we're, we need to get, get a storage spot for Spain. I'm going to need a whole fucking storage room for books she's collected over the, over the years to teach fucking kindergarten and second grade. How many books do you, how many fucking uh, uh, scarves do you need made of silk? How many rainbow shit do you, like, felt balls do you need? Uh, my, my belt, my balls haven't been felt in years. Dun, dun. My balls haven't been felt. That was a good, that was a good segue. That's a good turn. That's called a turn, I think. But I'm going to have to, I'm going to order every, I'm going to have to make sure everything's orderly. All right? I'm going to have to call fucking Recology, the recycling center. Can you pick up this fucking chair that for some reason we've been traipsing with us since like 2018 or whatever. We've been bringing this fucking broken chair with us to every garage. I don't know why. I really don't know why. There's like pictures, of course, we'll keep. You know, we'll, we'll keep, I want to keep, like I said, the camping gear, the kayaks, the usable bikes. So, yeah, some of this is on me. The onus, some of it's me because I, I, I don't have a firm ground to step on. And when my wife's like, oh, I got to put this somewhere, what am I going to say? What? Oh, I'll go to the dump right now. No, let's put it in the garage. I'll take care of it. And it's my fault. It's all, see what it comes down to. It's all my fucking fault. Uh, but again, we, we need this, women. Men need their garages. All right, some of, the, some of us do work in there, like workshops. Some of us are woodworkers. Some of us are car guys. I'm not. I'm a, I'm a fucking loser. I'm an I'm a unmanly man. All right, I don't know how to do any of that shit. I build like fucking trolls with big dicks, and I was trying to do stop motion animation, or whatever it's called. I had that section. Now you know where that section's filled up with? Fucking chicken food, uh, uh, a glue gun. That's not my, I don't, where the fuck is a, where did the glue gun come from? Like netting for, for shit out in the yard? It's just shit. It's, I had this little like place. It was like a four, two, two by two desk, workbench, and now it's gone. And it just, it just fills up with like outdoor chalk, a fucking Egyptian mask from like my son's fourth grade project on Egypt. I don't, where the fuck did that come from? I got like a housing shelter project or something that my, my daughter built that's just sitting on a cooler that I use for beer on the weekend. What am I going to do with that shelter? Do I just throw it away? Chill. Where's my, where's my teepee, Papa? Where's my teepee? That I fucking, that my, she didn't build it. You ever notice that with kids? When you have like paper mache, remember the volcano? I, I built a volcano when I was a kid, but I don't fucking, I don't think I built it. Maybe I did. I don't know. Times were different back then. But when I helped my son with his shelter project, I think it was called, or like I said, his Egyptian mask and all these other, he didn't fucking build it. We, the parents built it. He, he did a, I remember spending hours, hours. I think he was in fifth grade. And it's not his fault. This is what parenting fucking douchebag parents do now. We take over. We're fucking, we're helicoptering around. You're not doing that right. Maybe it's just me. But I think we all like, all right, kid, you fucking suck at this shit. And most, I mean, when you go to like a science fair, how many of those kids actually did the fucking project all by themselves? I mean, fully just autonomous. And he's like a nine-year-old, 10-year-old kid. I do this all my, oh, fuck you, kid. You didn't do this shit. No way. You know, my, my son had like an animal project or something. And he picked a Wolverine. I, don't, I think was it was a Wolverine. I think it was a Wolverine. But I remember we bought clay. And we, we did the little sh- And he was helping, of course. He was sprinkling fucking sand and like putting little trees and shit around, making it look like the environment of a Wolverine. And, and then, well, let's get some clay. And then my son makes a fucking Wolverine. It's just like, here, Dad. Here, Daddy. And a cute little toe-headed kid before he got a cell phone. He's like, oh, Daddy, what do you think? And it looked like a fucking gremlin. It didn't look like a Wolverine at all. It looked like a fucking flat, like a uh, fucking uh, leatherback turtle. I'm like, is that a, what is that? Oh, it's a wolverine. I'm like, oh, and my wife's like, oh, dad, Josh, just, you know, let it go. It's a kid's project. I'm not. And then they go to bed and I'm just, I'm up at night. I'm forming this. I'm, I have a picture of a fucking wolverine on my computer. I'm like, oh, shit. Where's the teeth? Uh, and I'm like, oh, let's make a carcass. So I made a fucking carcass of like a deer or some shit because wolverines eat deer. So I'm like just sitting there until fucking midnight doing this shit. Then I bring the, you know, my son's like, wow, that's pretty good. And then the next morning we bring it to class. And my son's like proud because he's walking in with a pretty cool looking project. And I'm even more proud. I'm like, da, da, da. And the kids are like, wow. It wasn't the best thing in the world. I'm not that, that great. You, if, you, if you follow me at all, nobody does. But if you follow my, you, I had that uh, the troll and rat show, which I want to bring back. I'm not a good uh, 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 molder, clay person. What is it called? Sculptor. I'm not a good sculptor. I don't know what the one I'm fucking doing. I don't have that artistic ability. But of course, I can talk like a fucking dream, right? I could, I could, I could put you to sleep with my, with my voice, with my, with my, with my care of my, with the care of my words. Um, but I, I was beaming with pride. You know, it's like, it's, it's like parents are like, everybody's oh, let's clap, let's clap. This teacher's like, oh, teacher, kind of hot. You know, like, oh, 
young and hot. She still thinks she's a hero. She still has no kids, but she still has like goals in life. You're like, ah. She's clapping. Well, let's give it up for her. Let's give it up to this child. I'm like, ah, that fucking little toehead shit didn't do it. I did it. I want the fucking pride. All right? I want the pride, Mrs. Sullivan. It was me that did it. Not that little fuck. Um, but he gets all the accolades. They got all, they get all the accolades. Uh, but no space. I get no space. I get, that's a, I'm, I'm venting here. Is this a venting one? Oh, God. Uh, what did I do? Okay, let me see. Pretentious notebook here. Drag show babies. Got into that. Oh, I did write that down. Uh, COVID recap, I think I got to. The place was called fucking uh, the, the, the drag queen uh, show with the kids. was called Mr. 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 Regular. And then Mr. M-I-S-S-T-E-R. Clever. I thought that was pretty clever. Uh, and then I maybe, for some reason, think of Right Said Fred and how that made me feel when I watched that video back in the, was it, 80s? I think it was a, I'm too sexy for my girl. I think that's still like a drag queen catwalk song. Oh, I'm, I'm too sexy. And if, when he, I remember feeling a little odd, a little weird when I watched it. I'm like, I don't, you know, he's, he's kind of buff, bald. What are they, British? Australian? Portuguese, whatever the fuck, they, I don't know what they were, but they're just on. And they rip off their shirt, and I'm like, uh, I don't know how I get, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, I don't, so I had to go outside and 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 collect dead bugs just to feel like a man. And you know where I went when I was a kid? Oh, it's all coming back. I went to the garage. I went outside and I went to the garage, even as a fucking depressed, socially awkward, ugly little fucking half girl, half boy. I, I went to the garage. I remember collecting bugs and I collect my, I, I had my collection of dead bugs in a jar in the garage. I would go into, our garage was a piece of shit when I was a kid. My dad was a hoarder. And I think, you know, like I said, I think women in general are hoarders. My dad's not a woman, but I think he was a hoarder. He had books everywhere in the fucking garage. I mean, just everywhere. Shit. Our garage sucked. So maybe that's a thing. Well, shit, I'm, see, I'm breaking through here. It's a psychological profiling of me. And, and maybe I can, that's where I get it from, I think. That's why I want a clean garage, because the garage I grew up with was just fucking shit. It was just stuff everywhere, books from like uh, uh, yard sales, library book sales, things he collected throughout the years, just shit everywhere. It was never clean. I don't remember fitting a car in there maybe once or twice for a couple of months, and then it just like bloomed into just, just a place of shit, of just stuff, just old boxes, mildew. I could never find anything in there. But I remember even going there as a kid with my, put my dead collection of bugs on the, you know, on the washing machine or whatever, and then I, oh, it was a briefcase. Was my dad would like have an old briefcase, and there's old papers in there, and I'd be, act like a business businessman I was a douchebag I had no friends and you know isn't that weird when people start I've noticed this lately when oh my friend does this my friend if you get in a conversation with someone and I call them sauna conversations lately because I get in the best conversations in the sauna at the gym I don't know why sometimes they're good sometimes they're bad whatever maybe it's the the heat and the soaking and the wetness and the and the, and the weird like smell in there it's kind of like a fucking uh, um, some sort of weird rashy ball and bleach smell you know, but you get in good conversations sometimes, usually with o- older people. But uh, so, but the, oh, my friend does it. And I've noticed that with just general conversations in store. My friend does this. My friend does that. My friend. How many fucking friends do you have? I don't think I've ever started a sentence with my friend because I don't have any friends. And when I was a kid, I had friends. I'm not gonna. T- I'm not got this like isolated uh, weirdo out there. You know, but I have friends. But I never. I don't think I've ever started. A, I'm not close with anybody anymore to say like, oh, my friend does that. Oh, my friend does this. So, anyways, that was weird. Uh, but that's what I did. I went to the garage, collected bugs. I remember making a, like a pseudo bomb one time. I just mixed all these fucking material, like bleach and cleaning materials, and like put some grass in there and shit, and, like maybe a couple pebbles, maybe a dead bug. I don't know. I was a fucking weirdo. So I just put it. In, I remember putting it in a, in a jar, and it just started. It started just this shit started foaming up. Like, I think I built like a bomb that I didn't know was, and I just threw it. I just threw the can. I think it was a coffee can. I just threw the can in the backyard and ran. Like a little pussy I am. Um, that's where I went. Garage outside hasn't changed. So maybe that's why I need a clean garage. I need to bring this up to my wife. All right. I need to go. I need to, I need counseling, but I need a clean garage at the same time. I need to be a better husband. I need to be a better hospice caretaker, but I also need a clean garage. All right. So there's got like, you know, that's what a re- relationships are. They're give and take. They're give and take. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a suburban woe. That's, that's all it is, a suburban woe of domestic Don, Josh Landers, in his fucking stupid house that costs too much money that we need to try to rent out so we can go to another country where we can get in debt again. again. All right? That's what I'm doing. Uh, other suburban woes. Fucking uh, parenting's always one. Uh, my son has to go to summer school, of course, uh, sadly. But what we found out yesterday that we have to pay for summer school. I'm like, what the fuck is that? 
When, since when do you have to pay for summer school? And I'm going to be fighting it, of course. But there's no way I'm paying for my kid who didn't try hard enough, most likely, to pass geometry to two or whatever it was. Why do we have to pay for that? Isn't that part of the school? That's, that's what, when I was a kid, I never went to summer school, oddly enough, but because I just fucking skirted by somehow. But summer school used to be free. It used to be part of the fucking curriculum. You don't pass a class or you got enough detentions or whatever the fuck it was back then. You go to summer school and there was no payment, was there? Do I have to ask my parents? Did you? But I never, I don't, I don't, I never went to summer school. I think my brother might have went once or twice. I don't think there was payment. So what the fuck is that? That's weird. But what I noticed yesterday, it just seems like a bunch of shit is like piling on top. And maybe it's because we're trying to do this dumb fucking move, right? Maybe it's trying, we're trying to live uh, a life that we can't live as, as uh, adults with kids in particular and, and middle class jobs. We're kind of stuck in that middle class uh, schism. Is that a word? Jism. Uh, we're, we're stuck in this sort of, like we want to get out. We're trying to break out. All right. So my job, my wife has this opportunity. Let's take it. Fuck it. I'm in that fuck it mode. Let's take this opportunity. I'm always like that. Let's take this opportunity. But it seems like, like when, you, when you start analyzing it, everything starts, when you're like, oh, we can do this. Then life says like, no, fuck you. You can't. You can't do it. And then they'll just pile shit on. Yeah, the summer school is one thing. Um, uh, my son getting in the car accident a few months ago is another thing, right? Not a huge hit, but just little hits. And it just seems like this, up. Oh, we got this payment to make. Ah, fuck, where's this coming from? Up. Oh, we got to paint the back. Up. Oh, this this, this uh, trim is weathered. We need to replace this trim before we try to play, uh, rent the place out. And then now my dog walks in the day, other day. I'm like, what the fuck is that? She's got like a little bump in between one of her knuckles. Is that what they're called on a paw? She has this little like red bump that's hairless. I'm like, I've never noticed that before. And then the next day it's a little bigger. And the next day it's a little bigger. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this? And then of course I go down the rabbit hole. Man, it's a fucking tumor. It's uh, something we have to take her to the vet for. But it seems like it's just a, she either got bit by something or poked by something. And it's kind of like pussing and oozing now. So it looks like it's probably like a little bit of a, a, an infection from a bite which will burst at some point, hopefully, and we don't have to take her to the vet. It doesn't seem like it's hurting her. I, even when I clean it off with some baking soda and water, she does, she's not whining about, you know, dogs usually show you if it hurts. She's walking normally. She's running. She, her tail's wagging. But I'm like, oh, come on, motherfucker. Is this something we have to take you to the vet like in a month or two? Are you going to die? On, is this cancerous? And the, We're trying to save money here, you bitch. And I can't tell that to the dog, but I'm telling it to the fucking blister, fucking pink blister. It looks like a big clit. I don't even know what a clit looks like, to be honest, because I close my eyes when I, I just close my fucking eyes and hope for the best. That's all you can do. Uh, so, but I imagine it, maybe women have something. I don't know, whatever. But it's, it's, it's like moist. I'm getting sexualized here with a dog fucking toe blister. Do you, know, do you realize that? I'm sexually talking about a dog toe blister. I got issues. I, got, I, need, a clean, I need a fucking clean. I need a sanctuary to cry in that smells like oil and sawdust that I don't use. Uh, or I don't produce, I guess. Would I produce sawdust? Uh, so I, I just need, you know, I just need space, people. Uh, but she has that now. So that's in the back of my head. Clean garage. Where am I going to fit all this shit? What dump do I go to? Where do I find an empty dumpster? Dog pussy blister. Well, it's, it, it's slightly sexual. I like to push on it. I squeeze it. I like to do things all the time. I popped one of my dad's cysts when he was a, uh, when I was younger. I just <laughs> squirted it on the back of his arm and I just squeeze that motherfucker. <laughs> I've always liked shit like that. Collecting dead bugs, whatever, making bombs. Uh, I was like, a, I was that fucking incel kid. I am an incel. I'm a fucking incel. I'm making fun of trans people. I'm not making fun of them, but I, I don't see why kids are there. I'm talking about it's not going to lick itself. Big pink fucking extravagant signs. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 43 year old incel. Jesus Christ. But okay, we got the blistered dog paw. And then the, last night, my wife gets a, te a text from our fucking big titty neighbor, who whose mother, Asian mother, owns the house. Nice lady. Funny lady. I talked to her several times while she's weeding. She's like a 60-year-old woman. I probably talked about this. Like a 60-year-old wo woman weeding like her 25, 30-year-old daughter's big, big tits fucking lawn. She, you have your mom out there. And I don't, I never see this woman who lives there really in the light of day. I never see her. In, like, every once in a while, you see, like catch a, a glimpse of her. But I know one time I saw her, and maybe it's just a vision I have, like a clean garage, but I remember big tits. Big titties. So, but she emailed or texted my wife the other day because we've texted back and forth, or my wife does. I can't because I have the visual, visualization of big tits. So if I had her, if I had her number, if I, if I was texting her back and forth, I can't do that. I just can't. My wife will get mad. It's a whole ordeal. 
But she texted my wife and said, oh, we have this dumb tree in the suburban wasteland backyard that whoever made this house just built a tree that got way too big that is next to another house. You know, we don't have a huge backyard. But it's kind of growing against the other house. And she said, oh, can you uh, trim those uh, branches because it's scraping against my house at night. When it's windy, it's really loud. I don't want the branches. She has a point. She has a point. So now i got to figure out can I get up there and trim it? Then I went up there and looked at it, and I can't do that. Because if I even cut it with a saw, the whole thing's going to... And it might break the fucking our fence, her roof. I'm not going to... Her window. Who knows? What, I'm not going to do that. So we have to hire someone now to come out and uh, trim about two or three big branches that are going against my neighbor's house. So it, how much is that going to cost? In my mind, it's like, ah, it's only going to be like 100 200 bucks at the most. No. Do you think anybody's going to charge that, especially in this fucking pretentious wine country? You know, they'll come and be $1,000. They won't even look at the fucking tree. I will call them. I say, I got about two, you know, big limbs to cut off this tree, $1,000. I don't know what it's going to be. So I got a fucking blister pussy dog, uh, $1,000 in my brain. If we have to take her to the vet, get her on antibiotics. I've had, we've had those disasters with dogs in the past. Then I got big titty fucking tree trimming to do, big turt, big tit tree trimming to possibly do, and then cleaning out the garage. And then cleaning out the garage is not like cost effect. It's not a cost. It's more time. But then to dump all the shit I get rid of is cost. It is time. So all of these suburban woes are just, like I said, molding into this big felt ball that my wife brought home from school that she somehow wants to fucking keep. And I have to find a box for it. I have to go get packaging tape. I have to go find a storage unit for the fucking, it's like the blob. That's what I told her the other day. The shit she has is a blob. It just grows and grows and grows. That's what the garage looks like to me, like the Steve McQueen version or even the remake in the 80s, the blob. Go watch it. It's a fine film. But it's just the thing that grows. That's what our garage is. And she doesn't, she doesn't care if she's, uh, I'm just getting fucking like pushed out by the blob. Or not pushed out, but fucking enveloped. I'm getting enveloped, enveloped by the blob of life because that's what I am. I'm a blob. I'm a fucking snaggletooth, blobby, horrible person that needs to now go figure out how to clean my sanctuary. My sanctuary. My sanctuary. All right. See you guys next time. Don't take your kids to strip clubs or do. Buy them a fucking, if you're going to, buy them a fucking shot of whiskey. Who gives a shit anymore? Buy them a Cape Cod. All right. They, don't, they, don't, they can't taste the vodka. Talk to you guys next time.